Hello, and welcome to the Creative Writing Life podcast. I am Paul Zeidman. Uh, we're having some kind of technical issue with our co-host, Justin Sloan, in that he ain't showed up yet. So it's just going to be me uh, helming the captain's chair today. And this is, a, I think this is a first for the podcast. We've got a return guest. Uh, we're talking to author Brian Drake. He was last on, I want to say, maybe about two years ago. He is a acclaimed thriller writer and uh, also a noted broadcaster, if I may say so. Um, so, Brian, welcome back to the show. Well, thank you, Paul. It's, it's, uh, it's good to be the first returning guest. As it should be. We'll send you the plaque in the mail. Uh, oh, right so, on. So uh, for those unfamiliar with the show, uh, what we usually do is uh, we'll talk about like something we've been reading or watching lately, and uh, and then we'll get into the heart of the discussion. So I'll kick things off. Uh, I've been doing a lot of watching. Um, I have been enjoying thoroughly. Uh, there's an animated show on HBO Max called Young Justice. It's kind of like just animated DC comic stuff. And uh, I remember watching the first two seasons. That was a while ago. I think they were on Netflix, but you know, since moved to HBO Max. But it's a, like a 26 episode season. Each one's about 20 minutes. And I got to say, they doing, they're doing a fantastic job with it. I mean, if you're familiar with DC Comics, uh, they really do a lot of deep dives into characters and setting things up. And what's I think what was really impressive is that the writing, it's really does a great job. You do, it's not like, you know, typical animated cartoon stuff. It's more like drama. And they have they cover a lot of serious issues. Uh, like politics and race relations and personal relationships. I just, I was like, my God, this is like one of the better, better animated shows I've seen in a very long time. So wow. I mean, if you, if, if you like DC comics and you, you know, and you know, are familiar with a lot of the characters, you'll enjoy it. But if you're not, it might be a little rough to get into because they do a lot of, like I said, they do a lot of characters. I mean, I've heard of, but I'm not that familiar with, but I, mm -hmm. that is my recommendation. I think you can't go wrong with it, but then again, I'm kind of biased. Okay. <laughs> Well, um, for me, this this might sound kind of funny. My my wife watches Days of Our Lives, and I, I is that the Susan Lucci one? Uh, it was. She's not on it anymore. Okay, that shows how long it's been uh, since I'm familiar with soap operas. Right, but it is. Um, it's quite addicting. It is hard. Uh, <laughs> you know, it is hard not to turn away. And right now, they're going through a storyline where one of the regular characters has. Uh, been possessed by satan and she is <gasps> causing no. all kind yeah she's causing all kinds of trouble it is as ridiculous as it sounds <laughs> but i can't stop watching so <laughs> yeah i think i've i because i can't remember like oh gosh this was like 20 years ago it was at like one of my previous jobs that it required me to do a lot of uh recording and editing of just video we'd have to record off of uh, broadcast television and I, it might have been days of our lives, but I remember just like just having it on in the background. And like, I think I just slow, slowly started paying attention to the storylines and becoming, oh, this is that guy. He's actually cheating on his wife with that woman. And just like you, the more you watch, I guess it is addictive. Like this, I don't know. It's, is it the writing? Is it the characters? It's just like it's also intriguing. When, and I mean, are they really going for a reach by throwing Satan into the mix? It's just it's ridiculous is what it is. And. Yeah, I guess I guess over the top would be a good way to say it. I mean, there, there's nothing realistic about these characters <laughs> or their situations, and it's just you're, I'm just fascinated that they can carry on these these storylines for as long as they do. And and some of it's laughable. They had one fellow in the hospital who had always been the series bad guy, and then he got hit on the head and and became the good guy. 
and he's two weeks in a hospital bed just telling everybody how sorry he is. And it's like, my goodness, when's he going to get out of the hospital? Uh, well, they got to stretch these still, things out. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, two weeks later, he's out of the hospital, and now he's now he's a good guy trying to make good for all of his past sins, I guess. And and the dialogue is just atrocious. He's telling one person, you know, it's like, oh my gosh, I kidnapped you and your baby, and I took you for this long trip across the country. You know, it's this huge data dump for people that have missed the previous episodes. Uh, I mean, it's the typical as you know Bob kind of conversation. Well, and, well, I was going to say, it's almost like, it's kind of like with comic books, like every issue or every episode could be somebody's very first exposure to this material. So you exactly. kind of have to set everything up. Like, wait, you mean you're sleeping with my sister who used to be a nurse and worked for Dr. Smith and, and he's the one who, exactly. like, he's the one who watched that surgery that killed mom? Yeah, exa well, exactly. And, and it, it's just, you know, at first I was hate watching because I couldn't believe just how poorly <laughs> done it was. And then it's like, okay, this is actually getting interesting. And now it's silly. <laughs> And now so-and-so is possessed by the devil. And I, okay, well, I got to find out what happens next. Yeah, well, the, the big moment will be like when there's some kind of big reveal and both you and your wife go, <gasps> yes. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, okay. So well, it, 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 I will admit that that is the latest thing I've been watching. So. Okay. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. Everybody likes something different. And this just happens to be a soap opera. And that's cool. Hey, whatever floats your boat. We're open-minded here. That's right. Uh, so so part of the reason we wanted to have you back on the podcast, Brian, was that uh, both you and Justin, attend, I, I hope I get the name right, it's the 20 Books Convention? Yeah, the 20 Books to 50K Convention. Yeah. 20 the, Books uh, to they, 50K. Now, that is an intriguing name. Well, it... it it started with an author named Michael Anderley, who writes science fiction, and he was working on his own and publishing his own books and discovered just by tracking his income that, gee, if I can write 20 books, I can generate $50,000 a year. And with that amount of money, I can retire to, to Mexico. And that was his plan. <laughs> uh, things change along the way. Suddenly, he's helping other authors and creating this, 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 um, this community. And that community turned into a Facebook group and 20 books to 50 K kind of became the name. And he still has his house that they just built in Mexico, but he, I think he lives in Las Vegas. So they're uh, running a science fiction publishing business. Now, I think, I think you said they've put out between his titles and the authors, they sign about 1300 books so far Oof. over the last couple of years. Yeah. Wow. And it's just kind of turned into into this big thing. And now it's it's an organization of writers helping other writers find selling strategies and tactics that can make them successful. And it uh, it's a week-long conference, and you get a lot of panels and a lot of input from a lot of people, a lot of socializing, and it, it, um, it, it, it it's consistently fun and rewarding in a lot of different ways. I would imagine there's probably also a lot of networking, I guess, among authors, but also like, I'm sure there are uh, like what, uh, lit agents there, like you know, looking for new clients? Uh, no, uh, because this is a, this is all about self-publishing. Oh, so, okay, okay. Like, yeah, so you're not gonna find a literary agent there. Now my publisher is there and uh, Wolfpack is different from other publishers in that they have seen how the independence and the self-publishers can sell books successfully and they're adopting those techniques so they like to go to find out what the latest and greatest is and for me i go to meet with them and 
and, 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 you know, and hang out with them and find out what their plans are. And they ask me what mine are and what we're going to be doing and, and all that. So this year in particular, I, I wound up missing most of the panels and presentations because I was hanging out with, with my people. And we kind of had our own set of meetings and, and planned out our next year and uh, you know, just ate a lot of bad food and, and, and had a wonderful time. Uh, well, it I'm is still, Vegas, so. Oh, I mean, it's just, my stomach is still recovering. I just, I can't eat, I can't eat junk food anymore. I, I, I mean, it's like, and I don't care if I ever see another French fry. I'm just sick of it. Wow. Um, it, it's like, it just makes my stomach turn over just thinking about it. I mean, you know, so next year when we go back, if I go back, because it's like, I've got to find a food solution that mm-hmm. I can handle and still be there for the thing. Uh, because eating all the stuff that is on offer on the strip and mm-hmm. at the hotel, et cetera. Uh, I, I just, I can't do that again. <laughs> I mean, okay. getting well, all sucks, you know, that's okay. <laughs> well, but you're, you're in recovery mode and that's the important part. So, yeah, so yeah, I exactly. wanted to ask, so, okay. So you weren't able to, to attend any, if uh, many, if any of the panels, but what were some of the panels that were offered that you were, uh, I guess, hoping to attend? Uh, well, there's a lot of genre specific, panels okay. uh there was action adventure and western those are by my you know my two interests and then of course the science fiction and the romance and the various categories of romance because that seems to be the genre where anything goes right um, and then you have the uh and for those panels it's authors that are successful in those areas talking mm-hmm. about what those books are all about uh, not necessarily how to write them because the panel is only 45 minutes but it's like well this is what this genre is and this is how we do it and how we've been successful does anyone have any questions you know and then it's you know a q a period toward the end uh the other presentations uh how to work amazon and facebook ads how to you know if you have a, a series of books uh, for for example that is not selling how you can revive it hmm. uh, and, and it's not it wasn't um Yes, I missed the panels, but it wasn't a deal killer for the whole thing because they put they record everything and put it on YouTube. Oh. So if you miss it, you can go back and watch it. And if you want to see what it's all about, just look up 20 books to 50K on YouTube and you'll see all the all the stuff. Uh, there was a particularly good panel on social media this year. Oh, like how to use it to your advantage type of thing? How, uh, how, how, yeah, exactly. And how a couple of authors actually use it that are a little more controversial than average um, Larry Correa was on that one and uh, unfortunately the the audio recording of that panel was not very good so it's hard to follow what everybody's saying but yeah but just a lot of good stuff a lot of good information and I spent the whole conference goofing off so I mean, <laughs> you know. okay so so if you're an author say you have like you know you've you've uh written I will say like two to three books and you're you want to try to like publish them yourselves is this like the kind of thing like for someone really just starting out is this a good thing or is this for more you know somewhat more established authors it is it's for both and it's really good for those just starting out because you're learning from people that have been doing it for a while mm. and you know they can tell you all the stuff they'd wish they'd known when they started and it kind of gives you an advantage uh, and then if you're a little more seasoned and you're looking for new ideas you know it's a perfect place for that too okay that's really cool 
Um, okay, so you, you're not sure if you'll go back next year. I mean, I guess does it depend on like how your books do, or is it is is do you well what what do you see as the benefit for you to attend the conference apart from meeting with your publisher? Uh, right now, that is the biggest benefit. Okay. Uh, I you know, but I you know, it, it is impossible not to get into conversations with other writers and see what they're up to. So I mean, you do meet meet new people, and uh, there we stayed at Bally's this year and in the little mall area of the hotel uh there was this vending machine for big slices of cake <laughs> and okay. that be kind of became the congregating area for all of us so if you, if you you know didn't want to be at the in the big main reception area where it's a huge crowd and you don't know where to start you could just wander by the cake machine and there'd be four <laughs> or five people there all the time and you could say hello and and the cake was excellent, by the way. I was going to um, say that had to that had to play a factor into this somehow. Uh, yeah, yeah. For for nine bucks, you get a, a slice of cake enough for two people, and it was terrific. And the machine talks, and it you know it was a lot of fun. Um, so, so yeah, everybody loved the cake machine, and yeah, if you wanted to meet people, that's where you went. I mean, you know, well, I mean, there were the bars too, and everything, but uh, and then there were. This is another thing I missed that I, I'm sorry I did, but there were there were genre specific dinners or get togethers. Oh, that's cool. So say the, the romance writers had a nerf war, the thriller writers just had a dinner <laughs> and, and, and that stuff I, I, I missed. I didn't get to go to. Um, but the, that, that's another aspect of the conference that is uh, tremendous. And hopefully next year I can participate in some of that. Excellent. Well, I'm happy to say we've had our tech, our, our crack technical staff has been on the job. And guess who they found? It's our wonderful co-host, Justin Sloan. Justin, thanks for coming to the show. Yeah, welcome to myself for <laughs> arriving. <laughs> Yeesh. Yeah, I hear you guys are talking about the Vegas conference. Sounds awesome. Yeah, we sure are. Um, yeah, <laughs> How are you, Justin? Uh, but, uh, but first, we want to see, so what have you been reading or watching lately since we already covered that? Oh, well, of course, Wheel of Time, uh, the TV show. So I read the, some of the books a long time ago. And, the, you know, if you like fantasy, of course, you need to know what Wheel of Time is. And they just came out with a show. And I'm enjoying it. I think it's important for all these kind of shows to never think of it as the direct translation of the book. Mm -hmm. It's its own thing. And um, I see a lot of people online complaining that it's not exactly the books. And they've aged up the characters and all that kind of stuff. But uh, stop your whining. It's a fun show. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd just be glad you got a show to begin with. Yeah, exactly. And I'm writing some fun stuff. I'm writing a comic book for somebody. I'm writing a video game for somebody, like doing lore and whatnot. And so I'm having a good time. That's what are great. you guys up to? Well, uh, as you as uh, you heard, uh, Brian was telling us about his experience uh, at the okay. Let me sure, make sure I get this. The 20 books to 50k conference in Vegas. Now he was there, and I know you were there. So he was telling us about his experiences. So, like, how was it for you? Yeah, yeah, I was only there for two nights, unfortunately, but we got to meet up, which was awesome. And uh, <laughs> I had a blast. I honestly think longer than two nights, I would have died. So <laughs> I just don't do well, well with like cigarette smoke, first of all, but socializing, like, I get so exhausted after a day and a half of socializing and running around trying to meet everybody and all this stuff is just a. Uh, very exhausting i think the very diminishing returns after the on the third day so good for for brian you were there the whole time right i i was there the whole week i actually got in early so i was uh i i, I flew in sunday 
the early registration was Monday. The conference really didn't start until Tuesday. So I'm, you know, right. I'm there an extended amount of time. And you're, you're right in that it does get exhausting. And there is, by the end of the week, you're just too worn out. Uh, but at the same time, it, you know, <laughs> I really enjoyed myself. So, I mean, like, except for the food. Yeah. Uh, so, you know. Except for the food? Yeah, it, it uh, just really tore my stomach up. I can't do oh, I high fat, salt, and grease anymore, apparently. Oh, my God. And, I was, like, uh, loving the food. Oh, my God. I had the best nachos I've ever had in my life. Yeah. Well, for two for two days, it would probably be okay for me. But yeah. a whole week? No. No. <laughs> uh, so, if I next year, if I go back, I have to find another solution for yeah. uh, supplies. And the, and the hotel doesn't help you. There's no microwave. There is a refrigerator. Uh, so it's like, you know, you're just probably just gonna have to find a way to get creative with stuff, but yeah. So I'll say for people who are thinking about going, uh, it was a blast. Day one was very inspiring. Uh, I felt very, this is my main goal of going is to get myself amped up and inspired. And of course, meet people that I haven't met ever or in a long time seen. And for that, it was perfect. Uh, I'd say on Monday, so originally I was going to go like Sunday, Monday and just peace out and not even do the conference. But then I was like, nah, I might as well go to some panels. So Monday was awesome. And what I did is I arranged all my meetings like throughout the day, basically. I was like, I'm going to meet with this person. So I had it like the whole day planned out, which is exhausting because you're trying to run from one thing to the other. And if something's going well, you feel bad because you're like, oh, I got to go. And I had at least one awkward meeting that ended up being probably wasting my time because of all that. <laughs> but I think that was smarter because then on Tuesday, I didn't have everything figured out because I left it open saying, oh, I'm going to leave it open. And then uh, things can just pop up. And then like for a good hour and a half, I was like, oh, crap, there's nothing to do right now. And then I ended up going to bed early. So my advice, <laughs> my advice is to like try to set up as much as you can. And if you need to rearrange things, that's cool. But uh, definitely like reach out to people and be like, hey, I'm going to be there. Is there a good time for us to meet up and chat? Or, hey, are there any dinners I should know about? And on the, you know, I will, I will say on Tuesday, I ended up going to an awesome dinner that I wouldn't have known about otherwise if I hadn't been just available and not knowing what to do. So that did work out well in some sense. And I met some really cool authors that I'd been interacting with for years and never met in person. And so, you know, there's good sides and bad sides, but um, yeah. Now, but Justin, did you see the cake machine? Yeah, no. I saw everybody <laughs> oh, you, you missed about it. it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> That's where everybody was. You could have just hung out there and talked to all kinds of people. We went to Guy Fiari. I don't know if that's how you say it. His kitchen, you know, the Guy Fiari kitchen. And oh my yeah. God, the food was just delightful. Like really? they have these nachos. They do a whole reveal of the nachos. With, like this big, like one of those, you know, those things that hold the charcoal and you pull it up and the charcoal comes out. It's like right. that, but with nachos and they were so good. And then okay. I ordered the salmon and the salmon was just amazing. It had like this nice kind of sweet, spicy sauce, but not too overpowering. Uh, and everybody around me got these amazing hamburgers and whatnot that just looks like to die for and weird drinks with like all kinds of crazy stuff going on. <laughs> so, well, I, I, guess how, I, was... I love how you get you guys are talking about this writing, this writing and authors conference. What'd you remember? What was the best part? Oh, the food, the food. <laughs> or the worst part, but no, but sounds like I went to all the wrong places. Yeah. I went to the wrong places. That must yeah. be it. That must be it. So, uh, Justin, one of the things Brian was talking about that he spent a lot of time with his publisher, so he didn't really get to attend, uh, many of the panels that he was hoping to. And were there any that you, uh, were able to attend and like, what were they and, you know, what was, uh, good or bad about them? Uh, for panels. Um, yeah. So for new, new writers, I definitely recommend checking out panels. Um, I, so I went the first year and I've gone to a lot of conferences and I've, it's hard for me to answer this question because I don't want to sound negative, but I, I don't feel like I get much out of panels, like other than it's kind of cool to see somebody that you like or whatever. 
I did go to the sci-fi uh, panel, military sci-fi, and that was cool because David Weber was one of the panelists and he's awesome. And there's a bunch of people that I like and have either known for years or like interacted with for years and they were on the panel or in the crowd. And I went to a superhero panel too, where uh, Larry Correa, is that you say his name? He yes. was in the crowd right next to me. We were sitting next to each other and they're like, it's Larry. And I was like, oh, that's Larry. Great, cool. And like people <laughs> that I've heard about and read their books and stuff and they were all hanging out and having fun with us. And so that, that's great. You know, I think that's like the value for me of the panels and being able to know who people are so you can say hi to them in the bar after the fact. Um, but but I, I definitely enjoyed those ones for what they were. You know, it felt kind of like a high school reunion on crack. So that was good. <laughs> uh, and Nick, Nick Thacker, my buddy Nick Thacker, he did a nice one on marketing and I took some takeaways on how to do Amazon ads better from that. Oh, really? oh, I got to meet your publisher also, Brian. I went and had a little uh, lunch, breakfast chat with Mike Landerly in his room, not like over breakfast, but you know, they have croissants and stuff. And, uh, and your publisher guy was there. And so I got to say hi. Okay, uh, pretty good. Yeah, yeah. But definitely, I, I think for starting off, I remember going, one reason I got into self-publishing to begin with was uh, one of these writers conferences where I went to these panels and just got so inspired and learned so much. And so uh, I, I sound negative, but I mean to say, if you're starting off, go to all these panels and it's awesome. But one thing that's great about the way Craig does this conference is he records them all on YouTube. So even though I left Wednesday morning, the whole time at the airport, I was just watching panels that I had missed that I wanted to attend. And so the whole point is to really, I think, network and try to go to as many panels as you can. But this one does it great to where if you miss them, you can still check it out real quick and then be able to have a conversation starter with that person at the bar, you know? So mm -hmm. I recommend all conferences start doing that. I get that the downside is people might skip out on panels, but I didn't see that. Most panels were pretty dang full. So. Well, I, I, I skipped them but with that exactly in mind <laughs> that I could watch them later because I, you know, like I said, I was right. with my publisher most of the time and when I wasn't there, I was at the Caesars cigar bar, uh, smoking way too expensive cigars and drinking $16 gin and tonics, which was outrageous, but it's a write-off. So. Yeah. So, okay. So Justin, one of the things uh, I also asked Brian was like, you know, would he go again next year? And uh -huh. he, he's like, yeah, he's very open to the idea. So how about you? I mean, you're, you're definitely a seasoned and experienced author. And you said, you know, if you're really starting out it's a great thing to go to go to like but what if you're someone in a position like you or brian you've got you know several titles out and you've got experience and you know you know the self-publishing world type of thing you know or at least the publishing world you know, but is it something that you would still go to um i guess as eagerly yeah 100 um but mostly for that purpose of being able to see everybody and get together like the high school reunion type thing mm -hmm. and like i was having lunch with a lot of authors that i have enjoyed talking with over the years or wanting to get on the podcast. So we had lunch together. And so they're going to join us at some point. And, and just in that sense, just a blast, but also I just keep thinking about the food and how great it was. So <laughs> see, see? <laughs> All right. Well, Justin, I need the list of uh, restaurants you ate at. So next yeah. year I can visit those instead of where I did go. You know, what surprised me was the Wahlburger. I did not expect the Mark Wahlberg place to be so amazing. But you go in there and they have like the choices that like each one recommends, like the Donnie, the Mark or whatever. Oh, the, yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, but, that, uh, that, oh, man. that that was, was good. Really yeah. good. Yeah, I had the um, I think the Donnie, whichever one was like the barbecue with the bacon, and the avocado and stuff. And it's just like so juicy and flavorful. Ooh. But uh, but back to the conference. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> what was cool is uh, <laughs> on part of it, too, is like finding out how many different authors are right now trying to get movies made. 
like oh, wow. people that I've been interacting with for the last like four or five years, like uh, Jonathan Yanez and Amy. I'm sorry, Amy, I'm forgetting your last name right now. I'll look it up at some point and remember. Uh, but like they're making some movies in the near future. And like Jonathan just finished a Kickstarter and it, it was successful and they're going to try to film something out in the desert. And Amy's filming something up near Fresno. Uh, so it's pretty cool to like find out that other people who I didn't think were in the same lane as me are and are interested not just in books but also doing the movie thing and are making it happen and so i think there's part of that where we're all interacting with each other and we're comparing notes on that and then at some point three years from now we might all be super successful and like joining like the what do they call the the guy you know the steven spielberg and scorsese and all those guys used to hang out at somebody's pool we might be like that someday who knows <laughs> <laughs> so, so is that is that a, a thing that's becoming more uh, prevalent like the writers are taking their original books and like they want to have them uh, reproduce like in other mediums like you know comics or movies or like stuff online so for these ones what was interesting is that uh they're kind of doing it the same way i am where we're not taking something we've already done and trying to get that made into a movie as much as we're being smart about it and trying to write more uh contained <laughs> uh, doable sure. filmable projects so so each of them were doing original thing new pro new projects that were not an adaptation of their books. And that's what I've been doing too. So uh, yeah, but of course there, there, there was somebody on a panel talking about how she got her book option as a TV show, a YA series. And she was very big on studios really wanting YA right now. So if you have a YA book, get it out there. I've been on listening to some DreamWorks panels where these guys are saying that everybody wants animation right now, because especially, you know, during COVID it's like the one thing that you can film for sure without having to worry about sets and all that mm. to the same degree. So animation is supposedly super hot right now. I just sent off a pitch and a pilot, pitch deck and a pilot to my manager. So fingers crossed for an animated TV show. Uh, yeah, exciting stuff. That's really cool. So, uh, okay, so let's talk about you know current projects because I know Brian's uh, been a very productive uh, writer and I know you have as well. So I mean like, so what are you guys working on now that I guess potentially you could present at next year's conference or even just like stuff you have because you know before we started i was asking brian like you know what do you how are the books coming what is he working on for next year and he started to tell me but i'm hoping he'll go into a little more detail for this time well brian you want to kick that off then well uh sure we uh we signed for five more Oof. and um three of those i'm sorry four of those are going to be part of my my newer series which is about a character named Sam Raven, kind of a freelance secret agent thing. And then my earlier stiletto series remains popular, and I get a lot of comments, you know, when is he coming back? So I'm going to do a, uh, a ninth book in that series. And and Justin, that's the one I'm having trouble with, because it's like I, 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 I committed to an April deadline on that one, and then the outline I had worked out is not long enough, so now it's going wow. through this either extension or over, overhaul process that I'm dreading, but uh, so yeah, yeah, the, the typewriter is going to be making a lot of noise and get a little hot here over the next couple of months. <laughs> so yeah, I guess, I guess that's it. I mean, that, that's pretty much going to be my year or those five books. And, and it's, there are other things I'd like to do outside of these series, uh, but I, I don't, have the opportunity to get to them right now so they're all just kind of stacking up on you know on the shelf and it's you know, maybe i'll get to them sunday someday uh, and that part's a little frustrating i like to i would like to do something outside of these series but that's what sells right now mm 
How about you, Justin? What's uh, what do you got coming down the pipeline, as they say? Uh, on my own side, I've been looking at thrillers, as I mentioned to Brian in Vegas. Uh, but I also recently decided to take one of my middle grade novels, and there was a one, a first book in a series that I hadn't decided if I was going to do the series, and I just decided I'm going to do the next three books in the series to so make it four. Uh, so that's exciting for me because uh, I didn't feel like I had the freedom to do that mentally because those books don't, you know, middle grade books are a tough sell. Mm. But uh, I just launched the print and it's actually kind of doing okay, which is nice. But also all this ghost writing and being hired to do other writing for people is paying well enough to where I feel like I could probably take a couple of weeks here and there between projects and do my own thing. So, so in addition to the thrillers that I'm working on, I'm going to bust out some middle grade. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Two busy writers. That's that's what this show is all about. It is the creative writing life. So you guys are just li living it up to the extreme there. Yeah, yeah it's a lot of hard work. <laughs> it is. It is. But you also, yeah. but you said you're getting a lot of feedback about your books, and that's kind of like that's like a, a definite bonus. Uh, yes, I, I'm not complaining. It's just that you know, yeah, it, it's uh, on the surface you can think, well, you just sit around and make up stories all day, and it's like, well, the the detail is I sweat over a lot of those stories and it's, it's uh I mean it's nice to have the work but it's like you know oh my god can I just please solve this plot problem it's just you know yeah well so that's one reason I've been loving the freelance stuff because people are paying me sometimes as much money as I've made on novels to do a short story and I'm like oh I could do a short story in like a couple of days or a week you know and just bust it out and I've been doing a lot of this nft stuff which is doing those story summaries for NFT worlds, which is, you know, re related to cryptocurrency stuff. And they, they'll pay me and I'll just come up with like the story and maybe the trailer dialogue for the trailer. Uh, and in one case, like some other things that I, like a comic and stuff. And, and it's just crazy because you can do that between your big longer ones that take all your brain power. But there's like, oh, just come up with a little thing for why these super powered people are in this desert with these aliens. Okay, cool. Do, 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 do. And it's fun and you feel like you're done. And you move on to the next <laughs> yeah <laughs> so for that purpose for that reason what you're talking about where like sometimes I, you get overwhelmed by how many novels you have and how long the stories are and there's all these little pieces that fit into there it's mm -hmm. very rewarding uh to just jump in and just do something and know that there's no ramifications for before or after because you just threw it out there and it's done and you get some pay for it so for anybody okay. out there thinking about freelance uh there's one uh benefit of it <laughs> wow all right that yeah. is awesome okay well, this is well. Even though Justin uh, was came in a little late, this was still uh, some All really right. good. That's okay. That's okay. We're just <laughs> glad you were able to show up. Um, uh, this has been great, uh, Brian. Uh, where can people find your online presence? Uh, my website is briandrakebooks.com, or you can go to Amazon and type in Brian Drake, and I I show up amongst all of the other advertisements that Amazon throws up when you search for my name. And, <laughs> Uh, that's one thing I've learned when you, you know, when you sell some books, suddenly it's like, oh, people are looking at this page. Let's put ads on it. And it's like, well, hey, you're seeing more ads than you are of my stuff. So what, you know, what the heck? Yeah, uh, but yeah, you can do that. Um, the website is kind of sad right now because I haven't updated it in so long. But yeah, that, that's where you can find me. Excellent. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming again. And I, I don't mean uh, disrespect by being late. We're, uh, yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay no that's okay nope yeah, stuff, okay. stuff happens and, Ju and justin where can people find you as uh, they haven't heard that one before <laughs> yeah thanks everybody i'm uh, justin you can find my books on 
Amazon. And since I mentioned the middle grade, you can find my middle grade on Amazon under Justin M. Stone, S-T-O-N-E. Oh, okay. I got a multiple Paul, personality guy here. Paul, where do we find you? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. Thank you. Uh, you can check out my screenwriting blog, MaximumZ.blog. I'm also on Twitter, Maximum underscore Z. I'm also on Instagram, Pez Screenwriting, P-E-Z Screenwriting. As we said, that's Brian and that's Justin. I'm Paul. This has been the Creative Writing Life Podcast. Thanks for listening. Stay safe, stay healthy. Most importantly, go write something. <laughs>